This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. Everybody's doing well. Had a good 4th of July weekend. A lot of sports news out there. A little bit of sports being played. But um, it's really more the news off. Um, We've got college football, I think, what, 54 days away? Maybe. Saw two articles today, yesterday actually. One was uh, from USA Today where they said it's time to serious look at spring football. They're not talking about practice either. And then Dennis Dodd wrote an interesting article for, for CBSSports.com. Uh, the headline read, Time is no longer on college football side as myriad issues remain for 2020 season to start on schedule. COVID-19 cases, uh, they've risen in at least 36 states. Not surprisingly, uh, there continues to be a lack of consensus to willfully, willfully adopt masks wearing nationwide. Um, uh, it will go into effect for Williamson County. I know Mayor McFarland has said they're not going to be um, required here. Um, never know. It could be a change in that. At least six uh, FBS programs, including um, last year's championship finalists, LSU and Clemson, they shut down workouts to really an overwhelming amount of positive outbreaks. Um, meanwhile, there is still no uniform testing protocol. And perhaps even more concerning is almost half of the 130 FBCS schools aren't revealing numbers of the positive test. So there's more. Um, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott said last Friday that the 2020 season is a lot more perilous than it was a few weeks weeks ago if the coronavirus isn't um, 
slowed. If you saw last week, USC, a private institution, will um, have classes online only in the fall semester. South Carolina's governor, Henry McMaster, said the rising COVID-19 cases may sideline college and has high school football in his state. Uh, the Ivy League announced that its uh, fall sports plan will announce its fall sports plan on Wednesday. Forbes magazine reported there is a 98% chance football will be moved to the spring. Um, Division II Morehouse College has already canceled its season. At least three other division, at least three division, three schools have done the same. Four games featuring historically black university programs, including, including TSU and Jackson State in the Heritage Classic and Memphis, have already been canceled. The FCS Patriot League is making, quote, rare exceptions for overnight road trips, and that could impact several non-conference games for FBS teams. Two games involving FBS programs, Navy versus Lafayette on September 12th and Western Michigan versus Colgate on September 4th have already been canceled. Western Michigan did replace um, Colgate with Stony Brook. So as you can see, there's a lot of (coughs) momentum almost gaining not to start the season on time. Um, What will that mean for MTSU? I mean, their athletes are here working out. Nothing um, physical, or I mean contact. Same thing with high schools, who we'll get into in a minute. Uh, Then you got baseball. Um, lots of players have tested positive, including Freddie Freeman, if you're a Braves fan, as well as three other Braves, um, um, have tested positive. Um, Freeman evidently reports were it's hitting pretty good. And, um, Nick Marcakis, their starting right fielder, is going to set the season out. He's got three kids. He said after talking with Freddie Freeman and him telling him that it hit him pretty good, um, he's opting to set out. Nine um, um, players in the major leagues have also opted to set out. They include David Price from Murfreesboro. Ryan Zimmerman, Ian Desmond, and Joe Ross. And, of course, last week, uh, Rob Manford, um, um, commissioner of baseball, said Major League Baseball will be, quote, lucky to complete a 60-game season. This is going to be very much an asterisk season. 
because everybody's going to have players that miss or put it on the D. And then you take Freddie Freeman. Okay. He's already on the shelf for at least two weeks. Okay. The season's supposed to start the 25th. How sharp is he going to be at the plate, really? And, you know, if you look at Braves player, he's one that they can ill afford to lose. Even more so than more so this year and last year, because last year you know they had Josh Donaldson in the lineup about every day to provide power and good defense and great on base percentage, and again lots of power. Of course, he's moved on, and um, and they did sign Azuna, but who will hit cleanup more than likely. But that would weaken their lineup. And a lot of lineups are going to get weakened by this. And, you know, they're tinkering with some different things rules-wise as far as, um, you know, putting a man at second base if the game's tied after nine innings, um, universal DH, things like that. So, it's going to be kind of a weird season if there's a season. NBA's had players test. NHL's had 35 players test positive. So, certainly a lot of concerns there. All righty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true since it was founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Why join a credit union? Credit unions offer the same services as banks, but are not-for-profit. Credit unions are owned by their members, not Wall Street investors. Credit unions are among the highest-rated services ever evaluated by Consumer Reports. Need another reason to join a credit union? If you join Heritage South Community Credit Union now through June 30th, you could win $2,500. Sounds like a good reason to me. Learn more at HeritageSouth.org. Insured by NCUA. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall. Shop where the dealer shops. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615 615- 
893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costless. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. The TSSAA Board of Control will meet Wednesday to decide a way forward with high school football and other fall contact sports. This after the governor last week extended the state of emergency until August 29th. While there are options on the table, one is to ask for an exemption from the governor's order and start the season on time. If there's no exemption or the order isn't lifted before August 29th, the season would be pushed back to mid-September. Several scenarios, what that could look like. A seven-game region schedule and playoffs as usual. An eight-game region schedule and only the top two going to the playoffs and the first round eliminated. Keeping the current schedule but starting in week five and tacking on the region games missed to the end of the season with just one playoff qualifier and canceling the playoffs altogether and starting with September 18th games and moving the four games missed to the end of the season. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Uh, we were talking some college football, and Boise State has cut baseball swimming and diving due to the financial effects of the coronavirus. And one thing kind of, it wasn't overlooked. Or it was just so many things going on with the COVID. Uh, last week, the uh, NCAA announced penalties, um, including a six-month show calls order for Coach Jimbo Fisher against uh, Texas A&M for multiple violations. According to the NCAA release, A&M, quote, violated NCAA recruiting and countable athletic-related activity rules between January 2018 and February 2019. And Fisher, quote, violated head coaching responsibility rules. The punishment stemmed from an incident in which Fisher and an assistant and an assistant had impermissible recruiting contact with a player at his school. The contact violated NCAA rules because it happened before the player had completed his junior year of high school. Remaining penalties against A&M include one-year probation, $5,000 fine, and off-campus recruiting ban for the coaching staff that took place in November 19. The school was also forced to end its recruitment of the player and not will be allowed to recruit any other players from the same school until the end of the 2021-22 school year. So, a um, little naughty-naughty there. You know, you hear, you hear the phrase, that coach does it right. In other, way, in other words, he plays within the rules. How many of them are out there, you really think? Say in FBS, 130 coaches. How many are are go strictly by the book? 
be great to have like a, a private a, a poll that um and see what the percentage are if they would admit it or not admit it whatever the case may be but anyway but you know thing about the ncaa you see this then you look at basketball you got coaches have been caught on tape you remember this has been two years ago when the fbi's probe got into it and it and everybody was saying oh it's just scratching the surface nothing's happened what oklahoma state yeah they got smacked good but what about Kansas and its violations? Duke should be having violations with Zion Williamson. Um, Arizona, LSU, who knows who else? That's what gets me about the NCAA. I mean, maybe they're being told to stay out of it, but. Uh, you know, if the feds get involved, uh, they're usually right on the money. I know if they ever indict you, it's about a 99% chance you're going to get found guilty. So you wonder, and I'm not saying A&M shouldn't be uh, smacked on the wrist a little bit, but at the same time, I wonder about all these other things all right um high school football of course we know as we speak it's um scheduled to begin september 18th what do you think 50 50 thinking almost 30 70 if this thing don't calm down of course that came after governor lee extended the state of emergency until until August 29th due to the COVID. Um, typically this week, teams would be um, going to seven-on-seven seven passing clinics or tournaments. I know Riverdale was uh, slated to host its real big one it holds every year, but will not. On Wednesday, the TWSAA will vote on the scenarios that they put out. If you don't know what they are, we'll go over them real quick. <clears throat> the first one was if the executive order expires on the 29th, practice would begin on the 30th, and the first game would be played September 18th. All regular season schedules for schools would be replaced by the state office. Uh, they would play uh, – the top four teams would go to the playoffs. Schools that did not make the playoffs would be allowed to play two extra games. And the schools would play seven regular season games. A lot of coaches are for that. They want to play as many games as possible. Scenario two – um, the top two teams in each region would go to the playoffs. So you'd eliminate the first round. You'd have a 16-team bracket. 
be an eight-week re- eight week regular season schedule. Um, and they would play, again, eight games, top two teams. The third one um, is uh, would still start on the 18th. Um, only one team, only the champion, would make the playoffs. And the other one is cancel the playoffs altogether and the championships, start practice on th- the 30th, and play all your games. Uh, that's not going to happen. My thinking is going to be one or two. Scenario one or two. Where four teams make the playoffs as usual or only um, two teams do. But we'll know Wednesday. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break and be right back with Chip Walters for the Blue Raider Insider Report. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. It's heavy, but it's moving out here as we check it out live on 96840 coming over from Franklin, Williamson County. Short stop and go delay sections at Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Busy down Sam Ridley once you come off the interstate. Down Sam Ridley headed back out towards the Smyrna area. Hey, Dr. Byron Bush is the only Republican candidate for U.S. Senate fighting for conservative values. Log on now, Bush4Senate.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on- If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Come over to the dark side. (laughs) I'm in the dark side. Weekday mornings from 6 until 7.50 here on News Radio WGNS. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Hi there. Do I have a Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850. 0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, man, score. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the 
Championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? All right, good afternoon, everybody. Well, coming up uh, a week from tomorrow will be the next in a series of webinars hosted by Blue Raider Athletics. The first two were uh, very highly viewed. Uh, they included Director of Athletics Chris Massaro and and uh, head football coach Rick Stockstill. Uh, next week, it will uh, take a little bit of a different tack. Still, it's going to be titled Moving Forward, but also with the keyword looking back. It will be a roundtable of Blue Raider athlete legends that will come on and kind of talk about their day on campus and and uh, as we look forward to uh, the upcoming season. That'll be next Wednesday at noon. Hope that you will be part of it as we get closer. We'll be able to announce who uh, the members of the roundtable are going to be. Uh, I can tell you it is going to be an exciting group uh, that will have uh, from different eras that will have a lot of great memories that they can talk about uh, from their days here on the MTSU campus. Also, two weeks from tomorrow will be uh, the 22nd of July, and that will be Conference USA Football Media Day. This year, it will be all virtual. Uh, Blue Raider head coach Rick Stockstill and some selected players will go at an appointed time and will uh, be uh, basically in front of the national media, and, uh, and again, all virtually, and then we'll have a Zoom call with other media members following that. But uh, it'll be the first... Uh, It'll be the second time now for Conference USA to go virtual. They had they went part of this uh, virtually a year ago, but uh, we continue to uh, move forward with that. All right, Blue Raider football, you have uh, student-athletes continue to be back on campus, and so far, so good, knock on wood. There have been no positive cases of Blue Raider football players. Uh, they continue voluntary workouts, uh, and that includes with strength coach Matt Hickman and his staff as they continue to move forward. The uh, next key date on the schedule will be the 24th of July. That is when uh, football players can then work out with coaches. Uh, it will only be for a limited amount of time each day, and it will not be in pads. It will be in T-shirts and shorts, and but they will be able to – do football-type workouts with the coaches, uh, and that is on the 24th. Uh, workouts in pads and fall camp will actually begin on August the 2nd. So that's kind of where we are with uh, Blue Raider football as uh, we continue to move things ahead. Well, yesterday we talked a good bit about Charlie Daniels and just continued to bring that up again today for a bit. Uh, Daniels uh, passed away yesterday after – uh, suffering a, a major stroke, and uh, obviously uh, lots of uh, things coming in from around the world on uh, Charlie Daniels, but his tie to MTSU has been uh, strong over the last several years. He uh, very uh, 
tied in. Obviously, uh, you know his stance on the military and veterans. And uh, for he and his wife, they have given a great deal of money and spent a lot of time and effort. And uh, their name is on the uh, Charlie and Hazel Daniels Veteran and Military Family Center on campus. It is the largest uh, center of its kind uh, in the country. And what a great legacy that the long-haired country boy uh, will will leave. And, uh, you know, as he always said, ain't it great to be alive and be in Tennessee? Well, Charlie has passed now, but we'll certainly remember his legacy uh, here in Blue Raider country. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. All right, Chip, we appreciate you, appreciate you as always, and we'll talk to you tomorrow and uh, remind everyone the Blue Raider Inside Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Ray Bourne Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. These are unprecedented times we're going through. All of us in any kind of business are taking precautions. I'm here today to tell you that we're still doing business and I'm subscribing to the best practices about personal interaction. Technology is our ally, from virtual home tours to digital document movement and signing. My website is my digital hub at choosechip.net. Homes are still being bought and sold, and I'm here to do that in a safe, responsible manner and to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Double-digit pay raises are history. Now money's a lot harder to get a hold of and even harder to hang on to. That's why I would like to offer you a free discount double-check. I'll go through your car insurance policy to make sure you're getting the discounts you deserve and aren't leaving any money on the table. So call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel in Shelbyville today at 931-684-5274 because being there to help keep more of your money in your pocket is why I'm here. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Um, we're now going to be joined by Michael McHenry, former MTSU catcher, seventh-round pick of the uh, Rockies. Played, spent seven seasons in the major leagues. Uh, Michael, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are, how are you doing? Doing great, doing great. Thanks for joining us today. What have you been doing with yourself during all this time? I've been trying to stay busy. Uh, self-made uh, handyman around the house. Um, I tore my ACL right after Christmas and had surgery right before all this chaos happened. So I've been doing rehab two to three days a week up in Nashville at Empower. Then, just like we were talking before we got on the phone, I've been learning a lot of new technology, uh, helped build a website, um, and been doing a lot of different types of like Zoom calls, Google Play, all those different things, trying to stay in the, in the now of what's going on and um, try to keep baseball informative to some of the Pittsburgh Pirate fans out there that um, still want to talk baseball and still want to talk shop. Um, now, you, you currently serve as a an analyst, I guess, for their pregame and postgame show. Are you still doing that? I am. I'm still the pre- and postgame analyst for AT&T uh, Sportsnet. And 
the plan was to do a little bit of the uh, broadcast during the game for the Pirates. Um, obviously, with the uh, season being cut um, pretty short, I don't know if I'll be doing that much, but we'll just wait and see. Are you ready for baseball to get going? Yeah, I feel like I've had a ball and chain on me for the last three or four months without baseball. Um, you know, I went down to spring training. I got to uh, you know, watch a little bit of baseball. It gave me the itch. And then, you know, when they shut it down, it felt like it happened just so fast. It, it was it was heartbreaking. I, I was really looking forward to watching the young team in Pittsburgh and see how they come together and create a culture of new with, with some new people in the front office. But, you know, life hit and you just have to kind of embrace it and move forward and see what happens. Now, you you were with the Pirates from 011 to 13, and you obviously had to cultivate some pretty good relationships because you eventually left and went back to the Rockies and played uh, for the Cardinals. Um, you know, I, again, you had to cultivate some really neat relationships for them to reach out to you and, and get you keep you in the game of baseball. Yeah, you know – People ask me all the time, "How did you get? How did you get on TV? And how how did you become an analyst right after you got done playing?" So I went straight into it, and I, I always say, I just tried to take any opportunity that I could to either give back or show up. You know, whether it be go speak at a church, or you know, go speak to a youth group, or go to a school and you know, hang out with some kids, and just kind of be a part of the community as, as much as I possibly could. And for some reason, Pittsburgh was, and I did that everywhere I played, and I played, I think, in 11 different cities. And at the end of the day, Pittsburgh was the one city that embraced me the most. So I had more opportunities, and I got to know more people. And I feel like that really opened up the door. And then in 2013, when, when I got hurt, I hurt my knee pretty bad, season-ending injury because of those things I'd been doing, they'd seen me and the network actually asked me to come on because I couldn't travel with the team Why the team was on the West coast. So, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, I'm doing the pre and post game show and I'm still a player. And that created a, a great opportunity for me, you know, once I retired to jump into something right away and not lose the game. A lot of guys kind of fall in, in between, I guess, when they get done playing, and they're not really sure what to do. They go back to school all these things, but they miss the game. Everyone misses the game, whether you retire on your own terms or you don't. But being able to stay in the game, learn the game, grow within the game, has been an absolute blessing. You know, I think of a lot of us, you know, of course, I covered you at MTSU for the paper and and, and a lot of Blue Raider fans that followed you. You're, I think a lot of us saw, hey, McHenry's a veteran catcher. He's going to get into coaching because so, catcher, <laughs> so many catchers do. Yeah, I I think my future will be in coaching at some point. Um, the opportunity I have now gives me an opportunity to learn from 30 different teams. So I'm not necessarily tied just to the Pirates. Even if I was a broadcaster, I still have access to the GM with the Cardinals. I still have access to the manager with Milwaukee. And I can start to learn from a group of individuals instead of just a collective you know, culture within the Pirates. So being able to do that, I think, is going to really kind of broaden my, my spectrum in the coaching realm. I still, you know, work with kids. I worked with the team last night, a travel team, 13-year-old team, 
And it's a huge passion. Like, I love giving back in the game. I love working with kids. I love to see the growth that they have. So I will never cut coaching out. It's just right now I feel like God's calling me to really focus on, you know, growing as an individual and, and trying to grow as a leader to hopefully one day be able to lead men. Michael, of course, there's going to be a 60-game um, schedule. Um, obviously, that's not ideal, and we—I I know a lot of the players least hoped there would be, you know, at least a, a full half a season. Obviously, there were so many details to work out, and then you still got the virus and that thing going. What type of season do you think this is going to be? Uh, who do you think it favors? You know, I've heard some analysts say. Uh, teams that have veteran pitchers or this or that. Uh, how do you see it? You know, this season's like gasoline on a fire. It's going gonna, it's gonna to flame up real fast and then fizzle out real fast. Um, it's going to be very interesting, but, you know, I, I kind of see the opposite. I, I see teams with, with more youth having the advantage. Um, they're going to have the shorter – uh, spring training, and I know most of these guys were, were staying ready. I know in Nashville they had a like a small mini camp at a local uh, Franklin High School. I believe there was about fifteen to twenty guys there on the regular. So these guys are ready to go. They're gonna they're gonna be able to play. But the cool part about having this expedited season is every team has a chance. And what I mean by every team has a chance, you know, if you look back at the Pirates, and I use them as an example because I've been there the last two years. If they ended at the half, so at that 81-game mark, they were in line to be in the playoffs. I know that's an extra 20, 21 games, but if you look at that, they played really, really well over the first half and fell off second half almost both years. So they're a team that if they start out hot, and we all know how baseball goes, you know, you run off 10 in a row, I mean, that's the sixth of your season. So there's a chance teams that you wouldn't even think could get into the playoffs have a chance to get in the playoffs because you just have to get on a good run. You don't have to get on a great run. Well, you so know, it can be very interesting. Yeah, and you know, of course, I follow the the Braves and the Athletics, and you know, I was looking back. Both of them last year were after 40 games, they were like 21 and 19. Something mm-hmm. like that, uh, and then both both of them took off. Sometimes it takes teams a while to take off, so you really can't afford a, a horrible start, can you? No, you absolutely can't. That's why I think some of the younger teams, like the Braves, like Oakland, Tampa Bay is another one that I think everybody should keep their eyes on. Those three teams, they've got pitching, they've got a, they've got an incredible defense, and they can hit enough. And those are the teams you're going to have to watch out for. Those teams that can really pitch and play good defense and they have that youth aspect to them, they're going to be tough to beat because they're going to be able to do a lot of things really, really quick out of the gate. You know, the, the hitting always comes after the pitching with the shorter, you know, spring training slash summer camp that they're calling it. It's going to be hard for those hitters to, you know, get comfortable in the box. They're not going to see other teams' pitchers. I know the Yankees are trying to put something together where they have some – some type of games against whether it's the Mets or somebody close to them. They're trying to work that out with the league. But, you know, you're talking about inner squads going all the way back to college. You're just going to face your pitcher. So, you know, teams with the best pitchers are going to be hitting against the best pitchers in their quote-unquote spring training. But also these guys that don't maybe have that type of pitching, they're going to be 
right out of the gate facing these tougher guys. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how quick guys catch on. We're joined today by Michael McHenry, former Blue Raider and Major Leaguer. Uh, we'll take a quick break and be right back. Meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki from News Radio WGNS with a reminder that you can download the Weatherology app on your phone for the forecast at your fingertips. We can even send weather bulletins to your cell phone. Download the Weatherology app today. It's free in the App Store. Good afternoon. It's heavy, but it's moving out here as we check it out live on 96840 coming over from Franklin, Williamson County. Short stop and go delay sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Busy down Sam Ridley once you come off the interstate. Down Sam Ridley headed back out towards the Smyrna area. A Dr. Byron Bush is the only Republican candidate for U.S. Senate fighting for conservative values. Log on now, Bush4Senate.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your awesome. We do it your way at Pizza. Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza is open for dine-in with social distancing and special precautions. Of course, you can still order online, call in for pickup, and have Sir Pizza delivered to your door. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Michael McHenry. Uh, analyst for the Pittsburgh Pirates and former MTSU player joining us today. Uh, what do you think the fan situation is going to look like at look like once it's going? You think it's going to vary city to city? I do think it's going to vary city to city um, with all the the different guidelines from the governors. It's just really going to depend on you know how open the state is, you know how willing they are to be adaptable. So it's going to be. It's going to be different depending on where you go. I know there's a couple teams already, like San Fran and Oakland. They're actually selling cutouts, so you can get a picture of yourself put into the stands. If your um, cutout gets hit with the ball, they'll mail you the ball, which I think is really, really cool. So you're going to see some creativity if you've watched Korea or Japan or some of the teams out there. They've done some really fun stuff. They've had stuffed animals in the stands. They've done different things. But I think as soon as they, they can have fans, in the stands, they're going to have fans. It's not going to look like it has in the past. Maybe you just have a couple concession stands open. You may not have all the you know, playgrounds and all those different things on the concourse. But if they can have 10 fans, they'll have 10 fans. If they can have you know, 3,000 fans, they'll have 3,000 fans. And at the end of the day, 
most of these stadiums can seat 35, 40,000 people. So it's not going to be difficult to socially distance, especially outside. We, we've seen from all the studies and the data that this virus does not have the same effect outside as it does inside. So, you know, getting people outside is really, really important, especially in the middle of summer. So I think I, I hope and pray. I really do believe that as soon as they can have fans, they're going to. All right, there's going to be a couple new wrinkles here, and I guess in a 60-game schedule, maybe not such a bad idea to, you know, test the waters on the on things. One is the universal DH, so I want to get your thoughts on that. And the other, if a game goes extra inning, it's kind of like a universal tiebreaker in um, uh, softball where they put a runner at uh, second base, and I know they've done that in the – minor leagues and i think 70 percent of those games uh, were decided in the next inning just your thought on those two things for this year and then moving forward do you think it's a good idea the universal dh for this year i do like um you know with the shortened season and the shortened spring training you know it cuts down maybe on a chance of guys getting hurt and it allows guys to get at bats that need at bats instead of the pitchers getting at bats there's a rule that I heard that I hope they implement in the, in the future, which I think is really cool, is after the fifth inning or after the starter comes out, then you go to a universal DH. Uh, they've been talking about that and playing around with that um, idea for a while. So that way the starters are the only guys that hit. And you have to still have the strategy. You know, you still have to have some things going, but those first, you know, the first hitter, the first five or six innings, however they want to do it, they've been playing around with it. I think that'd be really cool moving forward. But I do like the pitchers hitting. I do like sack bonds. I do like watching them try to hit and run and do some different things. And when a pitcher gets a, a hit or hits a homer, I mean, there's no better, like, fun in the game, especially when you're on the on the bench or you're catching that guy that day and he hits a double in the gap to help himself win the ball game. I mean, that's just really, really fun. Takes you all the way back to Little League. And then um, on the new rule with the runner at second, I don't like it. Um, I played a couple of nine, 19 inning games, and they're some of the most memorable games I played. Not necessarily that do I love you know these extra innings, but I think if you're going to do something, get a little more creative. Like have a home run derby, you know, do something that the fans can really get behind. Especially in a year that we don't have an All Star game, we're not having a home run derby. I think it would have been awesome if you know. Each team picks a guy and you go and you can't pick the same guy. Maybe the next time you have the extra innings or whatever, but like home run derby, let's go. I think that would have been an absolute blast. It would have saved the pitcher's arms and it would have been a lot of fun. Well, I know, um, you know, everybody's just glad that uh, if you're a baseball fan, everybody's just glad there's going to be baseball. You know, when this season passes and we go into next year, it's going to be a critical year. Um, for baseball, I think, because um, their um, CBA is going to run out to the end of next year, isn't it? It is, it is. And it's it's kind of scary, to be honest, to think about after the 2021 season to go into that CBA agreement because if you paid attention at all, you saw the tension between the owners and the MLBPA. So it's going to be a uh, fight to the death. That's a good point because I'm thinking, man, if these guys can't, agree on 60 versus 80 or this and that. I mean, what is next year going to be like? <laughs> yeah, it's going to, you know, I was a rep for four years, a, an alternate rep. Um, and, you know, the play, 
whether whether you keep up with it or not, no one can argue that the players have given more than the owners have given over probably the last 20 years. Players always are giving, always are giving, always giving. I mean, just this year, if I if I was uh, eligible for the draft back in 06, I went in the seventh round. I wouldn't have gotten drafted because they only did five rounds. I mean, they cut out 35 rounds into the draft. That was an agreement that the MOBPA decided, hey, we'll give you this so we can have a prorated contract, blah, blah, blah. And then the owners pulled it back. And in a time when, you know, you have people unemployed, all this stuff going on, it was bad optics, both sides. So going into this CBA, there's a lot of tension on both sides because there was a lot of bad will and, you know, kind of playing the political game a little bit too much. They tried to use the pandemic against the players. And really the whole thing made the players look even even worse than they should have when they were trying to just have the agreement that was settled on in March. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I hope they start the talks now because I think it's going to take that long. And they get it figured out because any, any more delay or pushback or bad PR with, with the – MLB and MLBPA, I think it's going to absolutely crush the fan base. Yeah, I g- agree with you on that. Well, we'll move on to something more positive now. Let's kind of go back in time. Uh, I, I know you played your high school ball at Knoxville Farragut. How did you end up at MTSU? Well, it's pretty interesting. Um, I played a little bit of everywhere um, in high school, and all I really want to do is catch. And when I was getting recruited, you know, back in my day, I feel like an old old fart saying that, but, you know, they didn't have the matrix. They didn't have the analytics. So they went off more or less the seeing eye test. How's this guy look? How's he project? So I was 5'9". I'm, I'm built like a little little house. You know, I'm stocky and, and strong with big legs. So, like, I'm not the projectable, quote-unquote, like, gazelle athlete so when i was getting recruited i was getting recruited by a lot of the teams i thought i would or schools i thought i would and most of the teams that recruited me weren't recruiting me as a catcher so i actually called mtsu because it was one of my first choices mtsu clemson were one two on, on on my list and clemson called mtsu didn't clemson wanted me to play a completely different position so i was completely out and i called mags got a hold of them i wasn't their first choice and once that guy actually, you know, ended up going to Indiana, they came and you know, recruited me. But I actually reached out to them first, and Mags and Pete kind of had a, uh, I guess, a, a little bit of a fight between who they wanted to recruit. Pete, who was the catching guy and wanted to recruit the catcher that was his main focus every single year, wanted the guy from Indiana. Mags wanted me, and Coach Pete didn't know if I actually wanted to catch. So when he came and to my house and offered me a scholarship. He said, son, do you want to catch? I said, yes, sir. He said, good, because I was leaving if you said, I don't know. So, I mean, if you know Coach Pete, hard-nosed, straight-to-the-point type guy, and, you know, right when he said that, I knew that was my school. It wasn't even a thought after that. I think I called him the next day and told him that I was going to commit. Now, your freshman year, you did play some left field, though, didn't you? I did. I did. I was a defensive replacement in left field my freshman year. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, what was it like today? You got picked in the seventh round. You were were you expecting 
to go that high? You know, crazy enough, um, I, I don't know for a fact, but I think I was the one of the last All-Americans eligible taken. So I, I was an All-American in college, and I was one of the last ones taken in the draft. I thought I was going to go quite a bit earlier. Um, so in that moment, I didn't know what was going on. You know, like I was watching guys even in our conference that – you know, there's two catchers in our conference that went ahead of me. They had better projectability, so to speak. So watching guys go that I played against and and not really knowing what was going to happen. I remember about the fifth round, I walked outside and went and shot basketball and just said, you know, I'm just going to let it go and whatever happens, happens. But I, I had a cutoff at the 10th round. If I, got, if I got drafted in the 10th round or later, I was going back to school. So, you know, chasing my dream thinking I'm going to get drafted, you know, in the third or fourth round. And then all of a sudden I get, I get past those rounds and I get past the fifth round. I'm like, man, maybe, maybe they heard I was going to go back to school and they don't think I'm draftable. Just start playing all these games in your own mind. And the worst thing you do. So went outside, started shooting basketball. And then sure enough, I was drafted, you know, 20, 30 minutes later by the Rockies. And I hadn't talked to the Rockies in almost a year. So it was, it was very surprising and um, very humbling. And it's a day you'll never forget. It was really special for me, my, my wife, my family. It's really neat. Um, what were you doing and uh, when you um, learned that you were headed to the big leagues for the first time? <laughs> we, uh, we, we finished up a day game in Colorado Springs. And I got, I got a call on my phone. And anytime you get an unknown and you're a minor league player, it's usually someone from the front office or it's a coordinator or something. Well, I got an unknown. And I was like, oh, man, what, what's this about? I didn't think, you know, because it's before September. I knew I'd probably get called up in September. So I was on the roster, and I'm a catcher. But, you know, it's our season's not over. No one's been called up yet. So I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. It's probably – my catching coordinator wanted to check up. So I answer it, and it's my manager in AAA. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing? I just told him, I was like, yeah, just, you know, relaxing, you know, cooking dinner with my wife, you know, having a great, great uh, off day or whatever um, after the game. And he goes, well, you may want to start packing. And I'm like, oh, man, I just got traded. And he's like, hey, you're going to go to Denver tomorrow. And he told me what time to be there. My wife heard it because she was right next to me she jumped on my back sure enough next day you know i was lucky enough to be able to drive up there drove up i was one of the first guys in the field you know went and saw the skipper and that's one of those humbling moments he congratulates you and the gm's in there as well it's just it's very surreal it feels like you're floating into the voice of Rutherford County, the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Time on the courthouse clock is six o'clock.